morning, Africa. In this episode, we look at the increased fuel costs in Kenya and the ripple effects it has on her neighbors. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Brent crude oil has been going up, and last week it surpassed the 2018 peak levels, and analysts foresee it gaining more ground. This gain is having ripple effects on oil importing countries like Kenya. Kenya adjusted its oil prices upwards. Petrol was adjusted upwards by as much as 6%. Chachila Gutu, an economist based in Nairobi, Kenya, explains the price adjustments and its effects on the Kenyan economy. Let me start by commenting about the 6% increase in fuel prices in Kenya. That was affected mid this month by the Energy, Petroleum and Regulatory Authority. That is the body that comes up with the price pump reviews each and every month. And that is effective from the 15th of September all the way to 14th of October. Uh, If I may take you back, uh, our prices in Kenya are regulated. There's a price formula towards it. And if I may take some time uh, so that you can be able to understand where, as a country, you're coming from, so Kenya is a net importer of, uh, of oil, as most of the East African countries we import our oil. And obviously the price is dictated by what is happening in the global front. So the price was benchmarked on the August uh, oil prices globally, uh, which we saw an increase to around $72 per barrel from around $65 per barrel in the previous month. So that had a positive increment that was a positive increment and also we saw that the shilling depreciated slightly against the dollar so that net off we saw that it had uh, landed cost uh, for kerosene mainly going up although for the diesel and super petrol those ones went down so from that perspective uh, had it been like that uh, from that uh, from from uh, global oil prices going up and also the uh, the depreciation of the shilling, that by itself would have told us that prices will have gone up. We could not have escaped uh, that. And I think to an extent, even Uganda uh, were not uh, cushioned from that. But the thing is, uh, taxes is a main component in the fuel pump prices. Uh, there are some taxes that are laden. Uh, there are some levies that are an additional cost uh, to uh, that are passed on to the final price of uh, super petrol, diesel, and kerosene locally. And by our estimates, we are seeing that the final price uh, that consumer pays 43 to 48% is basically taxes and levies, and that's quite ridiculous. What we do, whenever we do comparison about East African, uh, the prices in any East African country, we find that Kenya is an outlier. It's basically because of this numerous taxes and levies that are added on uh, to the landed cost that takes our prices over the roof. So that is a big concern, and that is what has played out. But nonetheless, for the month of September, uh, what happened whenever there's usually those ups, uh, uh, upswing in uh, global oil prices, in the month of April and in the month of July, the government came in and cushioned the oil importers, uh, they usually are supposed to get a share for every liter that for every liter that we purchase, uh, they're supposed to get a uh, twelve shillings of that. So 
for the month of April and June, you find that the government now absorb seven shillings of that amount. So that was a reprieve. So we didn't see oil pump prices going up. But for the month of September, they did not do that. And that was where led to the increase in the fuel pump prices, specifically for the month of September. The suppliers' margins were left at where they're supposed to be, at 12 shillings per liter, and not 5 shillings uh, that was done in the month of April and in the month of June. The reason it was done is because they, they have been talking about a fund stabilization uh, whereby whenever there's that volatile uh, increase upswings in prices globally, they can be able to cushion uh, the oil marketers uh, from that fund. But that fund is still not backed by law. It's not anchored by law. So that's why they were able to find an escape route. But nonetheless, consumers are the ones who are picking the tabs. Uh, we've seen so much pushback uh, bit from the private sectors, uh, civil societies in Kenya, and also politicians have jumped into the bandwagon, decrying this latest pump price increase. Uh, main casualty, of course, has been the transport sector. It caters for most uh, distribution channels in the country. They have been talking about even upward of 50% in terms of fuel, uh, sorry, fair increase uh, for consumers. And that is uh, that will just be a death knell to some of the people who use the public sector transport in, in the country. So it is a concern, not only by people who apply the public transport, but across the board, uh, farmers rely on the transportation to transport food from the market, uh, from, the, from the farms to the market. And it distorts even that channel uh, whenever they start uh, prices of uh, transport in, in the country. Mr. Ogutu says the oil price effects have already made their way into the pressings of Kenya's parliament, and now it's a waiting game. Uh, having said that, obviously that's a hot potato issue. Uh, this issue regarding uh, the upward increase in the fuel pump prices in the latest April review, uh, to an extent that parliament has called a public participation uh, to ascertain how these uh, fuel pump prices will be able to be reviewed, that formula by itself. So that is still playing out. Uh, the call for public participation is, the window for public participation is closing out sometime mid this week. But nonetheless, uh, towards the end of this week, we also expect the Kenya Revenue Authority to put a legal notice affecting some inflation adjustment to the tune of 5% on some of the products. And inclusive of these products in this excess duty regime are this super petrol, diesel, and kerosene. So in as much as we're talking about 6% increase has already been affected so far, we expect an additional 5% uh, increase just based on this excise duty regime, whereby they're adjusting, it's an inflation adjustment. Basically, the average uh, inflation between July last year to June this year, that was the last financial year, which has to be affected by October 1st. So that will be put in the legal notice. But nonetheless, Parliament has the last say whether this particular inflation adjustment of excise duty will pass. So the ball is on their court, the parliamentarians. Uh, if they want to side with Kenyans, uh, they might reject it entirely and leave the excise duties for petrol, 
products as where they were. So that is something that we're keenly monitoring in the country. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, as I said, uh, this latest well pumped price review has had negative consequences in the country, and not only um, because of the increased cost to consumers, uh, transport transport operators, and also uh, the trade impact now being negatively impacted because of the additional costs from this uh, latest review. In other stories making it into the podcast this week, Gabon Sovereign Wealth Fund plans to make further investments abroad to diversify its portfolio and boost returns. The fund set up to invest surplus revenue in OPEC's second smallest member currently has $1.89 billion under management. Also this week, Namibia's largest mobile phone company, MTC, is set to raise about $210 million from the sale of 49% stake on the Southern African country stock exchange. It will be the biggest IPO in the bourse's history. Nigeria is weighing whether to sell more debt this year following a successful eurobond offering. The government raised $4 billion from international investors after receiving offers for four times the $3 billion it had initially targeted. Ethiopia has asked the International Monetary Fund for a new loan days after France and China co-chaired a first meeting of the newly formed Committee of Major Creditors reworking the nation's previous debt. Setting up a creditors panel and an argument on how to deal with Ethiopia's nearly 30 $30 billion debt of external liabilities paves way for the IMF to determine how to engage with the country in the middle of a civil war after the previous package expired. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or want to check us out or check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can always find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me on all social media platforms at Ruthadon.